I'm, I'm just not taking anything for granted. Sure. Like, I'm not saying, you know, this is just going to happen for me. Um, it takes work. And I felt like I hadn't really put the work in that I had hoped. Um, so, but at the same time, when it came to, so you have a, a transfer deadline. And at that point, I was debating whether to switch back to the 50 mm. because I hadn't done what I thought I needed to do for the 100. But at the same time, I knew that I wouldn't be able to do that for a while. So I have two young kids and my life's only going to get busier with their sports and what's going on with them. And I knew that if I was going to give it a go, this was the year I did what I could. And I was just going to see kind of what happened and, you know, just take it as it comes, push hard when I can walk when I have to. So hashtag finisher, hashtag finisher. From KOM Cycling and Michigan Midpack Media, welcome to the Dirty Chain Podcast. The podcast that covers the cycling scene from the viewpoint of the Michigan Midpack. I am your host, Trevor. And on this episode, Margie Gessick. Many of you may know the name, the event, others may not. But a couple weeks ago, we saw the return of one of the most difficult and infamous mountain bike races in Michigan. I wasn't there personally, but followed along very closely the entire time, the day, and knew that we needed to hear some firsthand experience of this year's event. The following conversation is that experience from multiple perspectives. A couple hashtag finishers, two with hashtag unfinished business, and one did not starter. Bob, Dawn, Teresa, Ray, and Scott did an absolutely fantastic job swapping war stories and discussing this event, and I want to get right into it. Here we go. Margie Gessick, 2021. This is a little tough because it's um, it's such a big, I don't know, not just the race, but it's such a mythical thing that I'm not really sure where to start. But I'm in a room with four of the I, I most either most courageous or dumbest people um, that took part in the Margie Gessick last week up in Marquette. And we've talked about Margie Gessick on the podcast quite a bit. Um, but if you're not from Michigan, you may not know what the Margie Gessick is. And so uh, I think I'm going to choose one of my guests here to maybe explain. Or should all of you try to explain? Here, they, this is what we're going to do. We're going to go around the room, introduce yourself with your name, and give me like a quick uh, sentence about what the Margie Gessick is just is in general so yeah let's start with Teresa. 
Okay, I'm Teresa Delisle, and uh, Margie is this thing that you you just aren't sure whether you're going to be able to do. That it's just there's so many facets to it that are so difficult that you just have to trust that you're going to either find your limits or meet the finish and you're going to learn a lot about yourself along the way. Oh, Teresa, that was great. Teresa went for like philosophical right away. <laughs> I want some just plain details. So Ray, why don't you introduce yourself and give me some like plain details about what you know about the, like what kind of event it is, what kind of race it is. Well, my name is Ray Talbot and I definitely um, um, attempt to do, in my opinion, <laughs> The hardest thing we have here uh, in Michigan, the Margie Gesick race. Um, I think that I mentioned it before, but I'm, I'm not sure if I should be <laughs> invited in here because um, <laughs> um, I don't think that, uh, um, you know, I how to say this? I don't think that I have anything very educational to say about this <laughs> or just, you know, I don't think that people should follow my, um, uh, Advice? my advices. But... Uh, <laughs> I um I I really you know I just I I thought I could do it I still think I can do it, but um uh, things didn't go according to plan and to me it's just just challenge if you want to challenge yourself to the maximum and um on a mountain bike single track race this is the place to do it and uh, you will find out you'll soon find out if you can do it or not so. right I, already I think you're perfect to be in this conversation so. Um, so that Bob, why don't you introduce yourself and tell me a little bit? Um, so we reestablished it as a very difficult uh, single track mountain bike race. What else about the Margie Gessick uh, haven't we talked about yet? Well, I'm, I'm Bob Cooper, and I really don't have to waste my time explaining it. Todd's got a marketing genius out there. It's it's <laughs> Todd from 906. Yeah, yeah, Todd from 906. Todd, Todd and Danny for sure, but. Uh, they've got a marketing plan. They've got it explained. It's test your limits, test your metal, find your limits. It's build is the hardest race, and they 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 uh, do the no. They do it to test you to test your metal and attract that type of personality. If you want to see who you are, you want to see what you're about, and that's what people. That's why people join the Marine Corps. That's why people run marathons, and uh, it, that's what attracted me, was I wanted to see if I was man enough to do it or person enough to do it and yeah. it has come to find out 101 miles was my limits so. <laughs> don what attracted you to the margie gessick and uh i asked this because just following you on social media beforehand your amount of excitement um was maybe lacking <laughs> a lot of puking a maybe. lot of puke emojis <laughs> First of all, introduce yourself. I'm Don Cooper. I'm married to the man that was sitting right next to me. The, his limits were one, 101, two miles, whatever it was. Um, I didn't know after watching these guys do 2019, I'm like, I knew it was hard. And I'm like, it, okay, let's just see. Maybe I've got what it is. And when we started riding the trails regularly, I was like, oh, yeah. This is going to break someone. This is, yep, I, I got it. I, I'm going to have to see what I have and push out. And yeah, it is what it claims it is. It's hard. That, and I don't think I answered your question. That's okay. What was your question again? 
I was wondering. Yeah, you did because I was wondering what attracted you to it, and I think it. I think the level of difficulty, and it was a challenge set in front of all of you, in front of everyone that um, took it on, and it was a challenge that you wanted to take on as well. Yeah, it was. It definitely was. Um, I just felt like I wanted to do a little bit more than what we have even around in the mid-Michigan area. Mm -hmm. And I really do love riding the trails up there. I mean, they're amazing. So, and then also, before we get further into this conversation, uh, next to me is Scott Richard. Say hello, Scott. Hello, everyone. And Scott, you were up there as well, but in a different facet. You want to kind of explain that real quick? Yes, I was uh, up as a spectator slash SAG uh, cheerleader. was supposed to be racing, but... uh, Three weeks prior to the event, I made a, other bad decisions and uh, attempted water skiing for the first time in 20 years. And <laughs> if anyone's seen the pictures on Facebook of my black backside and my MRI report, things were not good. So I was unable to race, but still went up there to support friends and a lot of other people that were involved and had a blast. And I think your perspective of the whole thing is interesting. I wasn't there, and so um, I kind of was wondering if you would help me uh host this and ask specific questions that maybe i wasn't a part of that you would know a little bit more of so feel free to jump in at any point um you know any embarrassing story or something that you want to you know talk about either of these people so plenty of them (laughs) so um sure i'd also like to say that my uh interpretation of what Margie Gessick is, is it's one of those things, those unattainable goals that you set for yourself. I think a lot of us local mountain bikers, we feel like, you know, we've been doing this a long time and we feel like we're pretty good locally and we can handle these trails. And I think we just looking for that next harder thing to do, just like Bob said, how it gets advertised. It's like, that's the thing. That's what I want to go and attempt to do because I feel like it's this part in my stage of mountain biking, that this is the next level and this is how I'm going to get there. So you go to test yourself and that's what it's all about. I I like this group of people because I think it, it represents like a wide range of uh, what Margie Gessick, uh, what the other side of Margie Gessick is or after you um, attempt it. And we have um, finishers. We have people that uh, have unfinished business, which is a just a more often than not, it's kind of a typical Margie Gessick thing. And we have someone that uh, has been looking forward to towing the line and didn't even get a chance to do it. So, um, yeah, all wide ranges of, of experience there. Uh, it was the women finisher in this room. All the men, yeah, unfinished business. <laughs> we have a, a do not start in a hashtag quitters. Uh, and I was in charge of their SAG, so that's even worse for me. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, brilliant. And to me, that was the most amazing thing, knowing that the girls were the finishers. So to me, that was unbelievably awesome. Yeah, definitely. We'll get we'll we'll talk more about each of your specific races. Um, I want to kind of backpedal. Um, I, how many of you have done Margie before, or have any of you done Margie before? I have not. Yeah, and th- this is Bob Cooper. I I did 2019 the 50 miler, which is. 63 miles with Ray. Okay. Yeah. And Teresa. I uh, I also did the... 50. You guys don't need to say your name each okay. time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I also did the 50 in 2019. Okay. Okay. Ray, have you ever... 
Yes, I also did the 2019 Margie with Bob Cooper, and um, we finished strong, and it was amazing. It was great. So, okay. Yeah. So you did have a little bit of, uh, like, a taste of Margie, and um, and then I know, like, Teresa, you've ridden up in, in the Marquette area, um, and Dawn, of course, yeah. like, you, you guys so, are... Yeah. yeah, so the Coopers uh, have a house <laughs> in Marquette, and so we visit pretty regularly, and, uh, yeah, and we've intensely ridden like the i mean we I mean a couple of times a year the ramba trails which uh that's that's the crazy part of the margie and so yeah after having done the 50 knowing <laughs> what was left so the 100 is 50 miles before the 50 so the 50 and the 100 have the same route once you get about 50 miles in okay. on the 100 so i'd ridden the 50 so basically the Second, I would say half, but it's not half. The sure. Margie 50 is it, like 60. Half in distance, but yes. half in distance maybe, but not in... Uh... Not even half a distance. Okay, well, okay. it would have to be because the race ended up being, what, 112 anyways? Right, but the yeah, but the part <laughs> where the 50 stars is like 60-something. Yeah. So, yep. yeah, I mean, I, so it's not really half. It's a little more than half, but... So the, yeah. the reason I was asking the question whether or not a few of you have done it before or I want to talk before your event like about a little bit about preparation and this was an interesting time because the lead-up was not just a year of preparation but it was two years because there's no margie last year which i think can be either beneficial or a detriment um so uh i know like Teresa, you went up to margie camp this year didn't you yes yeah you want to just explain real quick about what margie camp is yeah so margie camp uh you sign up and then I don't know what kind of magic they do to figure out what group you should be in, <laughs> but you get put into groups and you get, uh, I th- we, my group had three experienced leaders and in my group, it was all women experienced leaders and they're like complete badasses. So I had Chelsea Strait, uh, Chris, uh, Christy McBride and Lisa Thompson who, uh, have all experienced and done Margie on different, uh, uh, disciplines so christy had finished the 100 mile run was doing the duathlon this year which she buckled complete badass and chelsea has done the 100 multiple times and lisa i believe had done at least the 50 single speed maybe the 100 but like like just these mean they they can ride (laughs) all this stuff and so for margie camp you get into groups you go out with experienced leaders and they take you to the hardest parts and they tell you how they approached it and you session it and you kind of experience it in a, like a little piece. And, um, and then they give you tips about nutrition and everything else. And so it really prepares you, um, in a way so that, you know, you feel like, okay, okay. I've seen the hardest parts and that was important to me because of the, do you get to session it in the dark? Okay, so this is the thing. They advertise they advertise these night rides, and actually, that was the night ride was the reason I signed up for Margie Camp. But in the middle of the freaking summer in June, there's no night, yeah. <laughs> like especially up there. Yeah, like, you're like, you're like, it's like 10 p.m. and it's still light. I'm like, oh well, they're not night rides. You also get to practice staying up late then for 20 something hours. That's also Margie training. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess that's true. But um, but did yeah, you, but did you find it though? Uh, beneficial um you could just go up there i mean everyone here probably spent time on those trails riding sections but 
Margin Camp is a little more specific. Do you, yes. Did you appreciate like how specific it was? Yeah, I each? appreciate how specific it was. And if you ever go up and try to follow the Margie route on GPS, you will just, it's, it's horrible because there's so many trails, you're going to go the wrong way. And so having someone who knows show you the right route is huge because Margie doesn't go on the typical order, the typical direction. It just... If there's a way to go uphill, that's where it's going. And so if you went and just rode the epic loop, you would, you know, you would get like a big portion of it, but there's still pieces you'd be missing and maybe going the wrong way on. So I would say that part is extremely helpful to just show up and ride your bike. People who know the course got the directions right. And all the um, socializing you do on the other side, all these people attending Margie Camp, they're at all ranges. They're brand new, fresh meat or they're (laughs) unfinished business, or they're like getting ready to buckle. And so hanging out with them and hearing their stories and seeing what went wrong, what went right. And, you know, I spent a lot of time talking with Chelsea about nutrition, which, I mean, you just have no idea what your body is going to do after moving for, you know, 20 hours and but that long. So I would say Margie Camp was super beneficial. So Margie Camp sounds ideal. Um, The rest of you, talk to me a little bit about your uh preparation um i I do want to speak to this because you can't fake this this thing and i i thought just seat time would be it i didn't prep even the night before teresa's got her little agenda wrote down everything's planned her (laughs) nutrition my box is what don what did you bring me don and trying to figure that what did you good luck so (laughs) so i i I ran a marathon one time and i just kind of just kept going and i thought that I wasn't a marathon runner. I just got to a point where I was kind of tired, but I could just keep kind of going. I, the Margie was not like that for me. I did not have that experience. I, I know now that it's all about more preparation. Sure. What, how Teresa approached it was exactly how you have to approach the Margie. You, you can't fake this. You can't get it done. And uh, there was a point where I just couldn't go anymore. Oh, I loved it the night before. Teresa's got everything, like her hours when she's <laughs> supposed to cross the these lines and these lines. And Bob looks at her and goes, I'm not worried about that. And I'm like, ooh, maybe you should be. Well, how did that work out for you, Bob? Yeah, yeah. Well, no, the results are, yeah, the proof's in the pudding kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, it, it's definitely, you got to take it more seriously than what I did. And the, back to the preparation part or back to why you do the 100 or why you do any of it is because we did the 50, which ended up being 63 miles, and Todd's phrase is what got me to sign up for the 100 because it was find your limits. And I felt like I didn't know my limits because when we come through, we were happy. Ray and I were high-fiving and pumping, and we looked, and we're... I mean, we're not racers. I'm around a lot of elite people, including you, Trevor, and there's elite people all around me. I didn't race... I didn't put the time limit on the Margie for me. I just... It was just a finish goal. Well... I didn't know if my limits would be 100 or 200, yeah. you know, out and back. I didn't know after the 50 because we felt good. We ended up in like 60th place. We were happy. We felt, we didn't feel fresh. We knew we did, a, a, but we felt good. So the 100 was the next obvious choice. And Is that your experience, Ray? Is that kind of... Well, it's it was pretty similar, but uh, with a lot a lot less care for it, you know. Uh, I, I was able to... to complete 96 miles um again like i said before i don't think that um, um i'm good with advices i i don't people who knows me they know that i just don't put 
time in training. This is something that is, I consider very challenging, very appealing to me. Um, uh, like Bob said before, you know, a couple. I don't even check Margie. He heard there was a lot of rocks. Exactly, boulders. <laughs> and if he was so boulder, excited. If it's, yeah, if it's gnar and boulders and this difficult, is what I'm talking about. I'm in. I'm in. So, anyways, um, <laughs> but uh, what what uh, really appealed to me was when um, um, when I heard that it was kind of like a seventy percent drop. So, so uh, sure. uh, uh, DNF yeah. rate, yeah, DNF yeah. rate. So that's really uh, I never thought that I was going to be part of that seventy percent. But um, <laughs> um, you know, mathematically and logically, I think that I was um, heading that way. I just uh, I I. I like I said, people who knows me, they just know that I just if anything that I put training and effort into stuff, it becomes like not very enjoyable to sure. me. So uh, you want to, to keep it fun and keep it exactly. And I and I know my I, I know that I am kind of like built like like naturally strong, so I take advantage of that. But uh, to any if I have an advice to give people, just ride a little bit more than nine hundred miles. <laughs> <laughs> just ride yeah for the year for the year. Just ride a little tad more than 900 miles, and, um, and especially. Exactly, not jump into a new bike. Well, new, you know, new my, saddle. No, no, well, yeah, the saddle, the saddle. That was a rookie mistake, but uh, we can go that. We can we can go that later. But yes, um, I I believe that uh, people who have uh, like a, you know like a natural strong, uh, you know, ability or condition. And they wanted to try. Yes, I don't think that uh, those kind of people need that many miles, but you definitely need a lot more than 900. And especially, test yourself to ride over 17, 18, 20 hours yeah. straight. So that's something that I have never done in my life, and I found out the hardest way my butt was like on fire. So I mean, <laughs> like literally. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, fuego. Uh, yeah, fuego. <laughs> the saddle was it? Like I said, uh, with the rookie mistake, it was a rookie mistake because I I did not change the saddle of my regular bikes that I you know I'm used to go for long distances, which is 60 miles. So, but um, um, I should have done that, and probably I would have a better chances I, of. I don't want, I don't want to get on a tangent. But um, there, there is a, a like a, a fine line between taking something too seriously and not taking something serious enough. And do you think you maybe were on the the other side of not serious enough instead of taking it? You, you know, it's like a pendulum swing, and and you kind of have to find that balance. I, I think that I took it from my personality. I think I think that I took it serious enough, but probably from your guys's perspective, I didn't. To me, that was uh, uh, the most time that I probably could have put into an event like this. Um, I just it just I just work like that. I mo mostly work sometimes by inertia and just if I see it. Uh, and I can do. I just always, always, I'm always gonna try. Right. If Ray, if Ray had thought he was gonna have to train harder for this event, he wouldn't have done this event. Like, cause that's the whole part of it. It's kind of like on a whim. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna ride with my buddy Bob. We're gonna have fun. It's gonna be all all single track, right, Ray? Yeah, mostly. No. And, <laughs> yeah. And that's another question we'll ask him in a minute. Yeah, we can um, go. Yeah. And, well, the, uh, but yeah, the, if he would have had to train harder for it, he probably wouldn't have even done it. Cause that's, yeah. Well, I guess I, I guess that's kind of my question. Um, not just for you, Ray, but for I, I think that there is a balance, and sometimes a race can be more fun, or an event can be more fun the more prepared you are. Um, so you get you actually are able to enjoy the things you're supposed to enjoy instead of your your butt being on fire the whole time. You know, yeah. like like those little things. If you dial those things in 
And yes, it probably means that you're wait, not wasting your weekends, but like there's probably a lot of weekends before that you're going to ride a yeah. 12 hour ride. The weekend before he goes, hey, you guys want to go out and ride four laps at DTE? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think so. Well, that's like I said, that's the way I operate. And then yeah, yeah um, absolutely. And yeah, and then, and then, well, and I'm very lucky to be among uh, great friends and also, you know, enthusiastic about mountain biking. I'm very lucky that this guy's. I'm, I'm, I'm a follower. I'm always following people. Like, if if I think that I can do it, that's you're gonna find me there. And again, the terrain in Marquette is really for people who like uh, challenging stuff and downhills and boulders and roots and just kind of like a, a big chance of getting hurt that's the way to do it here in michigan this is that's what appeals to me that's what i like that's what he's talking about yeah. that's what i'm talking about yeah. <laughs> um so speaking let's i because we're on that topic of ray in trails and what he likes um when you leave out of marquette and i don't know the trail specific right because i'm sagging but um when we rolled when those guys rolled into jackson park for the first time after riding all the south trails in trails uh, harlow and all that stuff and they had to come into uh nagani he was not a happy camper i've never seen ray so upset <laughs> and not. he was he was it, ask him why he was upset ray why were you upset well hold on what what mileage was this is six you guys weren't quite 60 yet were you uh, I no, don't know, but it, it was close by. Yeah, it was. Um, I, I'm gonna. I want to. This is a great question, and but I want to kind of like involve everyone in this. And Ray, you can start. But I was I was curious about the the course just in general. And after races, a, a common question is like, well, what part of the of the course was really challenging? And when I was thinking about Margie, not experiencing it, but just knowing like the mythical idea of Margie, I, I don't know if that's the correct question of like a single spot. Is it just in general? Is it just difficult in general? Or were there like specific places that gave you um, a lot of trouble? But Ray, I mean, obviously it sounds like there was a specific place that gave you some trouble. Uh, and what, again, again, it's just um, different, weird. To me, that the, the, the worst part was that finding the way to Jackson Park which uh, in paper or according to this guy's GPS was like eight miles or something, two tracks and pavement and stuff like that. We found out, according to our uh, uh, <laughs> Garmin, it was about 15 miles of tedious hell to track and sand, like <laughs> Bahama sand, like deep <laughs> sand, <laughs> like crushed asphalt crap. I don't know. I Seriously, that really <laughs> the, got me for some clay. reason. For some reason, I'm pretty enthusiastic. And that really really got me the last 20 miles or so i literally dragged my knee because that was the reason why i quit that my my knee gave up i was dragging i could not walk i was pushing my back up the hill and i still found joy on that thing i still was having fun at night pushing my back but those uh, 15 miles to track and finding a way to jackson uh, park that was to me that was the horrifying part don't want to do it again ever never don't i just don't like it so in case you missed that jay in case you missed that ray thought that the first loop around jackson park was more fun than just the ride from marquette to exactly. nagani and, <laughs> and, and i, that, that I want to explain opinion. i want to ex butt in and explain a little bit of kind of ride rider ray is because he is that enthusiastic i've never seen him unhappy about anything and it, it's he's like a kid you bring that's what I thought one of my best assets for that race was going to be Ray. And then I see him having a breakdown. I can't figure out what's going on. But it, 
But we, so I knew how the day was going to go right off the bat when we were at top of the world and I rolled over the top thinking I was going to ride down it and it was a big clog up of bikers. And all of a sudden you hear Ray, I jumped off my bike maybe a quarter way into it and Ray's coming in hot and he's like, biker coming, biker out, biker incoming. And they were trying to get out of his way. There was no line. He had to like bounce people to get down (laughs) and he, he cleared the whole thing. And I said, well, it's on. So we. We did the rest of the downhill. Yeah, we were just talking about top of the world because yeah. it was so uh, so many people were it was uh, so populated or yeah. not populated but kind of like uh, what what fun congested thank you and um, a lot of people couldn't even ride down it just because they so many people Ray shouldn't have that was my most epic moment that's I did I did sand it and there was a lot of people in the in the way and I just found my way down that's right we how, talked that, with other racers that were further up ahead and and chose not to ride it because of the amount of people walking their bikes. But one of the reasons they said, I'm actually speaking of Sebastian, but he he said he didn't want to ride because he couldn't choose a line. Like he was basically forced to take a specific line because there's people off of their bikes. And he's like, I didn't really want to have to do that. And Bob's like, well, Ray did. Ray, well, Ray just, <laughs> he just aimed straight down the middle. And got Ray's, Ray's asking himself, what's a line? <laughs> Ray, I mean, that's Ray though. He he sees what he wants and he goes for it. Like that's Ray. But that's so, it is funny though. How and sometimes different... I lose a uh, clavicle in the way. <laughs> or, or, or I got a, a puncture long, but that's how how I do. Yeah, but it's such a funny like different riders, different things. Because I'm, I'm sure a lot of people thought like the technical rocky boulders that was like the most challenging part for them. And when they got to a two track sandy thing, they're like, thank God, you know. But but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah like it's a yeah. break. It's a kind it's of a break, break before you get but to like the accident di- and start riding the Ramba trails. It's kind of like this. Teresa told me that she ran in the sand. That was unbelievable. I just wanted to sit down and just cry. Somebody to pick me up. I did build not. a sand I, castle. Yeah, the sand. And- yeah, just hold it. I just gotta run through it. And and even though I'm I'm definitely unfinished business, and I'm I'm gonna try to get on the list for next year and saying. I felt very accomplished in how much easier it was because Ray and I cleared every downhill after that. Two years ago, I couldn't. I walked, rolled into him and you know, did the billy goat stop and try to get walk down it. And there was maybe it's because what we do, how we ride are out North Carolina when we go south often. But that was my accomplishment. I, I'm not going to get a better time goal, but we got better somewhere along the way. Definitely. North Carolina was great. And I just wanted to say something when he said that we pretty much sent every single downhill in the whole entire course. Um, I had somebody, a friend of another cyclist asking me, this is pretty important. Like you cannot follow what I said. Okay. So, uh, he asked me about the, the night ride and how many lights we use or I use. And I say, well, to, to be honest, I only use a helmet light. It was a 650 lumen. And that yeah. was, that's all I had. And probably Pop also only didn't have them. And we were just sending it downhill every <laughs> oh single God. at night. So he was like, he, I look at his high, he was like, you're definitely saying, you should not say that to me, Ray. I said, well, that's exactly well, what Bob happened. Bob had three lights. <laughs> no, we lost one. <laughs> we well, still haven't found it. At one point, he had three lights. And when he pulled into the mini, like mini, two of them were upside down facing him. <laughs> And that's when I knew things were went, not good. Because he went over the bars, right? Yeah, yeah he had been. Yeah, that was that was his stop okay. moment. Yeah. Okay, it, let me regress. I cleared I all of them but one. Um, maybe we'll get back to that, Don. Uh, your so you did the the fifty, which was sixty. 
63 and a half. 63 and a half. What I clocked, anyways. Uh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Um, anything in that specific course that, uh, I mean, you finished, which is amazing. Um, more than uh, your husband or Ray mm-hmm. can say. Um, and uh, like, honestly, more than a lot of people can say that went up there and, and took this on. Um, what, uh, what part of that course specifically was like, super challenging? Oh, man. What's that section up at the top where it was like new cut? It was all... Heard, you guys went through it in the dark. That was somebody was bull. mentioning section sixteen. Section sixteen was, like, was horrible. <laughs> there was a section no, in like, the woods where it was you like you were gonna step off and die. It was like off camber and it was all loose stuff. And I was like, wow, they really want some injuries out of here. <laughs> yeah. I, I yeah, section no. sixteen was Se- horrible. Okay, and what about it was, it was new. It was, yeah. So you said it's loose, off camber, just kind of. Yeah. And well, the funny part exposure. was is exposure. Exposure. exposure is just you no will joke. you will slide off to some serious damage. I was at the really? very top, yeah. and I could hear people down at the road, and I'm like, "Am I where I'm supposed to be? This doesn't feel right. This doesn't feel right." Well, my Garmin says I'm in the right direction. I'm going the right direction. Am I in the? R-? Someone's down there. They're yelling. They're screaming. They're all hooting and hollering. I'm like, "Okay, well, just keep moving forward." Yeah. Section 16 to me that was actually a moment that i i had to pretty much get bob on a leash like literally because I, I knew that there was no way to get out of the if it's just a mistake you would have like literally you're going die. over because sometimes you know you see you guys okay i'm gonna bounce in here bounce in there i'm gonna grab that tree and here there's it's just an exposure. it's just like a cliff is that what uh, basically yes. yeah yeah it's basically is that what you mean it, by exposure oh yes, yeah that's correct I, I think of exposure like you're in a cornfield and you're exposed <laughs> to wind is that not no. what you're talking no, about no 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 no, 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 no. <laughs> no exposure is when you're riding on a super narrow Skinny, ledge and you look and over and the consequences like, are high yeah yeah like yeah i mean i was curious like i'm going through it in the dark and i'm like are there people down there should oh. i be rescuing people <laughs> I mean, when when i knew you guys were going through it in the dark i was like oh oh boy oh lord please keep bob safe please keep bob safe <laughs> he, he did good though he did he did good. yeah so now in my mind of course since i wasn't able to ride the course i'm like next time i go up what's the first section i want to go do i want to go see 16. this section 16 yeah. Yeah. well and i that, think it was not like that in 19 i was gonna say that's it's a new section because it was all like newly ground too like it was just really loose and powdery and like yeah and, I, and maybe maybe it's, it's not that bad maybe in daylight but at night it was no, it's, bad. it's bad okay just, it's bad all the time <laughs> um don did you come upon any did you have a race like uh 2019 bob and ray you know you guys came through and you were happy you were fist pumping at the end of of uh the 50 mile for you this year what uh how, how was your um oh my god i was on cloud nine i hit the top of crybaby and i knew it was all downhill and um the girl i was riding with at that point she's like well we got one more and i'm like yeah who cares i mean it's like it's just like a little jaunt up like this i'm like at the top of crybaby i was happy as all get out i was like screaming hooting and holler and i was happy um Back up a, a little good... bit, Dawn, and tell us about the girl you met. Tell us how that went down and how that story goes and how that helped finish. So I came out of Jackson Park the second time, and we were bouncing back and forth. She would pass me. I would pass her, and like with the walking and whatnot. And finally we got to the point, I think it was right after Last Bluff, or maybe it was right at Last Bluff. I can't remember. 
Um, but we got to the point where like, let's just finish this race out together. We're going to need each other anyways, you know, extra lights, just extra support. And, um, do you remember her name? Kristen. Kristen. Um, I found her, I found her on Facebook. I think I can't remember. She was in a little bit of a bad spot too. Oh yeah. When she came up to Lake mini, um, we came around the corner and Rob was there taking pictures and she was just not, she was okay. And then he goes, well, everyone up, up around the bend is saying we have about 11 miles left, which I already knew in my head because I knew where exactly where I was on the trail from riding it two weekends ago. And she's like, oh, no. And I'm like, okay, let's just get up here. I know I have food. I have fuel. I have everything. Let's just get it restocked, and then we'll go back out. Um, I got her through that point, and then she got me through some of the nasty, dark, climbing, walking, pushing your bike stuff because she would just – take off and i'm like man she must hike a lot because i'm I like think she's, a, she's a triathlete right so yeah. she's yeah so yeah. she's got a little bit so of i was like pushing my bike going oh okay i need a breath okay keep going forward <laughs> oh i need a breath so she drug me through all the hike hike a bike stuff and um yeah it, it was a good it was a good match for us we needed it we needed each other to be happy and go for it i do want to speak to dawn's experience on this because prior to the margie I, I was worried about who was going to sag for Dawn because they had to be able to handle her moods if she, because I call her a mood rider. And if her <laughs> mood would have turned the wrong way, which, but, but she, but if Dawn's not pressure on, if she's not trying to keep up with somebody she shouldn't be riding with or something like that, she's always happy on the trail. But I was surprised every time I got an update because we were getting updates about the other people. Because that was, okay, that's back to why we do Margie too. We got, 20 30 people we know up there yeah it's a social event as well and we were getting updates on how dawn was doing and yeah, by the was, way kudos to steve and vicky wickham who sagged for the, dawn oh, yeah. yeah yeah and then, so they were they were telling us that she's in a great mood she's doing good she's re- looking really strong and then that was and when she finished it's she finished with the right mood the same mood ray and i did and Teresa did the the year prior but uh I was proud of, and that's I was proud of Dawn because of that because that is no joke. It's not if you even they say the fifty. Oh, you did the fifty. Well, it's sixty five miles, and it's no joke, right? Yeah. No, I knew going into it like, but from riding the trails, I knew going into it. Okay, this is going to be hard. This is really going to test me. But I was in a really good spot when I woke up, so I didn't think anything was going to actually get to my mental state at that point. So. And then at the end, when I hooked up with Kristen, I did feel myself like deteriorating a little bit. But once we hooked up and we were communicating back and forth, all of a sudden I became a cheerleader again. So I'm helping her saying, okay, I'm just looking at elevation. I'm like, okay, we made this peak. We're going down. We made this peak. We're going down. And I started counting down the ele- the peaks going, okay, we got four more. We're, and then we're out of here. And so I was keeping her... Like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And she kept me walking forward. Right. Well, all I wanted to say is that well, they were mentioning the 50 and everything. And that's definitely something that you, I mean, people who want to try it, that definitely should start with a 50. Mm. So, yeah. Ray, what, um, so you you pulled out at mile 90. Six. 96. Ninety-six. It's did, did, well. That's the other thing. The Garmin's were a little crazy. There's a lot of people with mixed mileage at certain spots. You know, like Bob pulls out at Lake Mini with 101 miles on his Garmin, saying there's 11 more to go. Well, that you know, you know that. But supposedly it was a 104, 105 mile race. You know, 
Ray was at 90-something miles coming into Jackson Park. I mean, he should have been 18 Yeah, my Garmin miles. was dead, so therefore I was... I took a picture of Bob's with garment, Bob, yeah, which, so. which was 96. So I don't really know exactly. So that's part of the mental game too, right? But you know, I, now you're trying to figure out what your mileage right. is and where you've got to go. And you're, you're being lied to by your, your own electronics. I, oh, I quit looking at the mileage. I was just like, okay, I haven't gotten off 58 in like an hour. Okay, we're just going to elevation. I'm done with that. Did you? So Bob and Ray, did you ride together? Most of the time, or all the time, the whole entire ninety-six miles. So yeah, but I, I kind of want to bring this up because so Ray, you have a tough time. You have to pull out, and then Bob, did you were you alone, completely alone after that? Well, there was other riders all over yeah, near but, me, and I when I had to leave. But did you have like a, a riding companion? I no. guess is no, no. Wait, I, but I knew everybody else didn't either. Dawn was going on her own, and I I'd heard, already heard that Teresa had separated with it. We were all kind of at that point, yeah. just finding someone to ride with. Yeah. And from, but uh, and we we're going off in the night, anyways. Who you know? I, uh, I just I I think it's so. I've only done like I did Crusher last year, which was twenty seven thirty hours of of riding, and I couldn't imagine doing it alone. And having or even finding a companion out there is important. And I just I just wonder how much of uh, like not having Ray there with you. To, to just you know like the, the mental game is as you all are saying is like one of the most important things not having a like a riding companion um it, well ray made my 2019 experience one of the better rides races i've ever done in my life because we were ha- we were on a photo shoot sometimes and we still did good we were smiling <laughs> laughing and, jo- and we you know there was a lot of woohoos and a lot of smiling we were in the daylight the whole time so that's how this that's how this started out. I mean, the 100 started out exactly like that. We were going through Pine Knob. We got people that were riding around us on a regular basis were calling us the, the Shredders. It's a Shredder, yeah. yeah they say, oh, so, kind, Bob, kind of like, hey, move away. Bob, this how many chain links does it take to get through the first 50? <laughs> well, yeah. So I broke the chain twice. And so maybe that's part of my problem. I may be I using power versus something. I don't understand that. I still... I broke it you've got to ride single track with bob you'll know you have yes trevor you have to ride behind bob and you you'll see yes that's correct. exactly what scott said to me the other day yeah well i guess the, the point i'm trying to make is uh when you're riding with someone you're riding with a few people um it's not just about how much you can do but it's almost you have a responsibility not just for yourself but for the other person and when that when that breaks i mean when that link breaks, then all of a sudden it's it's harder to be responsible just for yourself, and and then it's I'm almost I'm gonna not say it's easier to pull out, but it's but I I think it's I think you push through more when there's more people on the line than when you're just riding solo. Well, raise a raise an example of that he pushed through 20 miles when his knee was I mean it was crazy trying to see him. When he'd have to get off the bike and it was stiff leg dragging it, it was almost a relief when he pulled out because I thought he's going to injure something and infect and it would mess up work. Because I do think he signed up for the hundred because of us just to relive that 2019. He didn't sign up for for, for himself. He was there to drag me through or to help. Yeah. I uh, I so, love riding with uh with, with people, especially with you know with this people. Uh, there's more to you know yeah. uh, in our groups a little bit bigger, but I I enjoy. Um, riding with people and going back to your question, uh, he f- 
he kind of like I felt the same way kind of when I had to leave him because I just I physically just couldn't. Yeah, yeah. I actually let me back up a little bit. If if I knew that I had two more hours on the trail or maybe three, I might even attempt to do it. But Margie Gesick, uh, uh, just to put it into perspective, 18 miles left with tired legs normal at night will translate almost into five hours yeah. for Rambo. So for, to me, well, but to, to, to us, I mean, yeah. comparing yeah. to 2019, our performance, to me at that point, it would have probably seven to eight or maybe more. I just could not put my, my, my knee to that strength. But I did feel extremely concerned about leaving Bob by himself in the last uh, uh, miles that he was too. So I talked to Don. I talked to other people. Yeah. I didn't think that was uh, smart. But I didn't Bob think it was do. smart. I was, I don't think I was Bob, looking at his well, Bob face. Doesn't I do was smart just like, well, we need to qualify oh. this with Bob doesn't have the inability to say no most of the time. Right, and he will yeah. try and do things and push his body to the limits more so than a lot of people I've met. He, so that wasn't the deal. I don't think being by himself was initially going to be an issue with him. Um, my concern was when they rolled, when, where Ray had stopped in Jackson Park the second time and Bob came in and it was time to get something to eat and drink and rehydrate. Bob was starting to have trouble with nutrition. He didn't want to eat anything. He, he, he was, was shaking, he which was, is shivering. We don't know if it was coldness or if he just his body was starting to reject and, stuff. Yes. So. And he was also making some mistakes on the trail. What the last sections that I I, I knew that, that he was just tired and uh, the the level of, of difficulty will get even worse, more intense. And at night, that definitely scares me. But you know what? He he he. I guess he took it easy the last few miles. Uh, although I believe that you had There's a little a couple, crash. A couple over the bars, yeah. But well, anyways, we, I, at that point, I could nobody could stop him. You know, we, he, there's something that yeah. he needed to do on his own. He had to do it on his own. When we saw him going right before into Grandview, he actually looked refreshed. Like he had was able to get some nutrition down or something. So he was doing good, and he was riding with other people. So he had someone to talk to and whatever. And I think it was all downhill after that. What? There's it was no... all downhill. Yeah. <laughs> it's, no, it's... downhill for his body. <laughs> oh, all oh. uphill, but downhill. I was like, wait, what? But he, he knew. It was he all had, uphill after that. Yeah, he had made the decision, though. He had no, he'd known enough that it was probably to the point where it was getting dangerous for him to ride. He actually called me at about 3.30 in the morning and said... You know where are you and where am I, and uh, <laughs> and so I had him on live track. So I was like, well, you know, you're only an inch and a half away. You got to be close. He's like, well, when I get to you, and I was at Lake Minnie, by the way, and uh, he goes, well, when I get there, he goes, I'm 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 gonna be done. And uh, but it took it was probably forty minutes, forty five minutes or so before you got there into Lake Minnie. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a long inch. So that's that's the part. <laughs> That's where he showed up, and his headlights are facing the wrong direction. His brand new oh, garments, like almost sideways, with a bunch of mud stuck up underneath the silicone protection of it. And as he said, "Yeah, I think I've, I've been crashing a lot." I said, "All right, buddy, let's get you. Let's get you." I out still, of here. I still see the, the you know the scars from that, or oh. maybe future. <laughs> Those aren't from Margie. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, when Bob rides Birchfield and leaves with legs like that, you know he's in trouble. <laughs> Teresa, um, so we're talking about you know riding with people, but you did you just go out there and, and ride basically by yourself the whole time? 
Well, about a month before Margie, um, a woman I met at Margie camp, Anna, she messaged me and she was like, the person I was planning to ride with has backed out and, you know, would you be interested in riding together? And my experience after doing the 50 is that, I mean, Margie really becomes your own thing. You know, you, everybody's different with what they need to walk, what they need to ride. And so I said, you know, I've kind of been down this before and let's, let's start together and see how it goes. Smart. Yeah. Because, you know, at some point, and I was really concerned about cutoffs. So, so like my overarching concern was like, you have a 2 a.m. hard cutoff at Jackson Park number two to be out on the trail. And then we had a 25 hour cutoff for the finish. And, you know, looking back at past history, uh, you know, it's, if you're in the realm of the time that I expected to be, the cutoffs are going to become a concern. So, you know, I kind of said, you know, at some point it might be clear that one of us will make the cutoffs and one of us won't. And I don't want to hold you back uh, from making the cutoffs because she's a super strong rider, but we haven't ridden together other than Margie camp. So I don't know. I was always hesitant of signing up and riding with someone from Margie that I wasn't training with regularly. Right. Um, But... The morning of, you know, she's just like super positive. She's like, let's do it. I think we can do it. It's going to be great. <laughs> and so the morning of Margie, and I sent her the night before, like the list of where I was stopping for my SAGs. I'm like. Was it like po- an Excel spreadsheet or something? Yes, yeah. basically, yes. Oh, okay, I'll go back to, it was Mitch and Lori's Excel yeah. spreadsheet. Yes. <laughs> Kudos to Mitch and Lori's yes. proper planning so, yeah. for an endurance race. Yeah. Yeah, they've so, been through that a couple times. Mitch yeah, yeah, so yeah, as soon as the as soon as the <laughs> GPS was out, I texted Lori and I was like, "So, what are your SAG stops? Because I know you've got that figured out by now." And she was she sent me this like whole detailed Excel spreadsheet. She's like, "Well, ignore all the exact calories and hours because that's Mitch's calculation, but um, you know, like these are the stops oh, sure. that we yeah. think." And uh, uh, so so yeah, so I sent that spreadsheet to Anna. And her SAG crew, um, who ended up being at least one person I also knew from Margie Camp, who ended up not being able to ride Margie. Um, so it was like cool seeing them in the morning. Oh, and I guess I guess the funniest side story: um, the woman who was sagging um, Anna, she was like, we were down North Carolina, and she called out to Steve Rogers, my partner, <laughs> and, <laughs> and she was like. Steve Rogers. We're like, what? Yeah, we're in North Carolina. Just ran into her like randomly. And she knew him from Strava. But she knew (laughs) your. She knew Steve. Wasn't she leading a bunch of kids too? I mean, it was was a big family trip for them or something. Yeah. 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 And it's just funny because like when we got together at Forestville in the morning, she was like, "I know Steve Rogers." (laughs) (laughs) She's like, "Do you remember when I called called out at Brevard?" You're like, "Of course I remember." Yeah. Well, because Steve felt really good about that for a while. I told Steve it's tough when you're famous they know you but you don't always know them (laughs) yeah yeah so that was funny so yeah so then we met up at Forestville and Anna and I hung together pretty well through um until we got to Jackson Park number one but before uh by the time I got to the South Trails trailhead I was cramping so my plan had kind of gone astray I had three hours of nutrition in my hydro pack and I had planned to make up the last hour eating and doing supplements. And when you're feeling good and things are going great, you don't do that. So I had started cramping and I like I knew that my day would be over if I didn't 
kind of baby it and try to catch up. And so I think at the South Trailhead, I already told her, I was like, you know what, we're going to have to part ways most likely sooner rather than later because I, um, I have to, I have to ease up. Like I can't, I can't do the climbing that I love to do. And I'm a climber. Like that is my bag. I love climbing. They're descenders. They love the rocky stuff. They love going down (laughs) where like me, I love climbing. So that was, uh, I would say that was probably the most mentally challenging time of the day for me was I'm cramping. I can't do this thing that I thought that would be my advantage in this whole thing, which is climbing. You mentioned this, you're going and you're you're coming. You keep Jackson Park. Is that what it is? No, so South you, Trail. This South, South Trail. So, so like, like what mile or 30, 40 30 miles? Yeah. Okay, so it's it pretty early. And yeah, you're cramping. It's okay. early. So like I it was it was probably like what four hours in. Like some somewhere around there because I had had three hours of nutrition. And I'd only taken three hours. The, did did you take in like enduro lights before you even started the race? No, no. Yeah, that, that's what that was going to be my question. Would, like, do you think it was a supplement the, thing? Yeah. Do you think so it was sodium? Do you think it was? She's a, she's Ray. a big coffee drinker too. So I don't know how much coffee you had before the race. No, the as coffee well. was good. Caffeine level was good. Yeah, Ray had but, some super enduro lights that she started to take after that sag stop yeah. and then continued to take it the next several stops and yeah she righted the ship i mean it's amazing how far into the race that she was and started to have cramping and then was able to get them to subside and get back on her nutrition game and be able to kill it and finish the hundred that's something that i wanted to point out the enduro light extreme um hanks was are you sponsored by enduro <laughs> no, no, no well i'm not but i gotta tell you i would have never been able to do any long rides ever in my life if, if i was not introduced to those things um i have tried I and mean, some of our friends have been trying to introduce me to a different brand different things but i believe because also the people who knows me, they know that I just cramp even like uh, just uh, with a plier. Just I mean, I cramp Cuban within, muscle crisis. Uh, yeah. So with this Cuban thing, yeah, I know that that's that's a long story, but um, um, I do really really believe in that thing, and it just is an amazing product. So for people who who cramp. Yeah. See, Ray said he had no advice for racers. <laughs> yeah. Never mind. He has one. That's the one. Yes. I think all he's been, you know, throwing out his advice. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess like the hard part about nutrition is just that when you're feeling good, you're you, not thinking. You're not about worried it. about it. Right? Yeah. Like, you're like, I feel yeah. great. Yeah. This is awesome. Until shit hits the fan, and Correct. then you're like, oh, yeah. And crap. so we hit South Trailhead, which was not an official sag spot for me, and like I already knew I was in trouble. I felt the twinges. And I knew what was coming ahead. Mount Marquette the, was the, no joke. The, the trail, but the trail sections, like you know. So in my head, I'm thinking the first 50 miles, they're gonna go fast. They're gonna be easy. It's like I, I'm focusing on Jackson Park number one. Jackson Park number one is where the things are gonna start. But holy crap! After yeah. you get to South Trailhead. <laughs> So, in, but in reality, had you already experienced the first fifty miles with the uh, in two thousand nineteen? No, not no. the first fifty. Only no. the yeah. yeah. Oh, so, well, we've yeah, only 50, we've only rode Harlow Lake oh, the, okay, in the winter, okay. right? We only heard from you know past racers that say, well, the fifty, the first fifty miles are you know it's like very easy compared to the last one. You you know that's why you're gonna get some energy, save some energy. It's very easy compared. Well, this one I don't know, but I don't think so. That was really really hard. So part of it too miles. is they there's a lot most of those trails because we've gone up there enough. These guys we've all ridden 
the NTN trails, the south and north, but it's not, we ride it in the preferred direction. You know, sometimes you're doing stuff backwards that you normally wouldn't go that Well, direction. we did get to up go down zoo. Freak of Nature. That was nice. That's fun. Yeah. But you but also had to climb Zoogs and yeah. Zoogs. Climb Mount Marquette Road. Like, no one really does that for fun, do they? I hope but not. Teresa. Well, I mean, I guess I, I, I would say that in Margie Camp, like, I rode up that whole road, no problem. And Sebastian, he was like, well, I walk at least part of that. And I was like, oh, I can ride that. I can ride that. But man, you get there. And like this race is all about burning matches. That was what matches are you going to burn? I got there. I was like, yeah, I'm not going to risk locking up, fully cramping, burning these matches. And I'm like, I know this is the kind of stuff that that I'm usually pretty good at. Or like deciding like it's efficiency, right? Like deciding what matches to burn at what time. I use Mount Marquette Road as my warm up. I'm like I'm not even going to try and push it. I'm just going to spin it out and get my blood flowing. This is also the person that started in downtown Marquette and that was the beginning of her race. So it's a big difference. I I started right in front of the Ordock. So yeah, I mean, and when I did the 50, like I rode up the Marquette. I don't, we didn't ride up uh, Marquette Road, but like, you went up I, on the backside of the mountain. Yeah, and like, and I rode up that no problem when I started the fifty. And so, like in my head, I'm like, "Oh, I'm a climber. This is going to be fine. This is great." And yeah, once I started cramping, like the whole calculation changed. And and I think right around South Trails is where Anna and I kind of started splitting up a little bit. But every time it was flat and pedally, I would catch right back up. I have an awesome bike, and like, so yeah, twenty nine er. She's on a twenty seven point five plus. So like the pedally stuff, like was kind of my wheelhouse, and she was. I mean, she was riding everything. So, um, so yeah. So we kind of, kind of regrouped a few times until Jackson Park. But then after we got to Jackson Park, that's when we split. It's so there were, like Ray had a story about where he had to. Um, bail or basically, and then so did Bob. Um, what at what moment, or or was it like a consistent thing? Um, where did you realize no, you're gonna finish this whole thing? Well, I guess I didn't really know I was gonna finish it until you know, maybe I felt a pretty good inkling on Crybaby, which is. Not very far from the end, but definitely at the top of definitely at the top of Jasper Knob, which is all downhill to the finish line. But I, is that like a? It speaks to what Margie gets. Like you could get all the way up there, and still something happens, and you're like, "I'm out." Yeah, I I feel like it. I mean, you could get to Jasper, and you would be like close to it. You know, probably crybaby. Well, you could walk through the. I mean, once you hit Jasper, you're just on city streets at that point when you come back down. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could ride without a chain on that, but I, I don't know. Like I, in my head, I felt pretty good coming out of Jackson Park for the second time, but I still knew there was just a whole lot ahead. Like she looked, she looked really good at her second stop in Jackson Mine. Which, what, what mileage is that? Uh, well, that would have been the 96. Like the yeah, okay. she looked... Oh, is that, is that where you... Yep. I mean, she looked tired, but she looked really good. Okay. Yeah, and I also had like... I was like 18 more miles to go. Yeah. Yeah, That's, but... Yeah. I think it's I mean, supposed to be 85. It's supposed to be the mark oh, really? at Jackson Park yeah. the second time around. I, I had about 95 on my yes. Garmin. So we go back to everybody's... And, so also the Garmin story, I don't want to go back, but at the start of the race, there was a lot of Garmin issues. <laughs> people's, people's live maps or their maps on their... Garments were freezing up. User error. Yeah, no, well. What? Um, <laughs> uh, I call uh, Garmin map loader error. 
So we tried to put everybody on live tracking, and and the only people that were we were able to successfully live track was Actually, Bob and Don. Were up at the top. He's issues Trevor, the day before. going back to your question, at what mile, what time you think that you might um, just just think about quitting or that's enough for you? Yeah, yeah. I, on my personal experience. I knew that I was in trouble. I didn't really say much to Bob, but I knew that I was in trouble a mile 20. That's when my knee, my left oh knee my started God. like... Mile no, 20? Mile 20. That's when my knee started giving me trouble. And I said, well, well, okay. It was the longest ride to date. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what I'm... Well, going to your question is, what I'm trying to say is like to be completely honest. If you're doing Margie and you have 10 miles, 15 miles, 20, 40 miles, and you feel like dehydrated or in pain or something, just tap because yeah. you're just not going well, to. Well, I will it. say, but, but, but Teresa felt like she was cramping at mile 30. Cramp- and she- yeah. Yes. But she got the supplement and the, the something to help her. But if you, if, uh, if you, if you have some, uh, if you have some, like, a, if you know that you're going to get somehow, you know, like a muscle injury or, or, you know, or something like it just, it's, it's going to be, it's just too many miles too much time in the woods. So is there like a, a peer pressure thing? Like, I feel like Margie, just the, the culture of Margie is like, you better like finish this thing or try as hard as you can. Like in almost a negative aspect of maybe you push yourself a little too hard. Do, do, do you sense any of that or? I, I don't think that I push myself too hard. I just uh Maybe, uh, again, as I am, I probably forgot about my knee issues. It's been like 10 years ago, and I didn't really even uh, thought about that. I believe, thinking back, if I would have put like a knee brace in that 20 miles or put some ice and put CBD uh, oil or whatever in yeah. there, I might have been a little bit farther, but um, um, uh, I just didn't think about that. I completely forgot about my knee problems since like 10 years ago. What I'm trying to say is like if... If you go into Margie with some type of health issue, pay attention to that thing, you know, and try to figure out what would be the best way to, uh, you know, to, to take care of that because it just, it, you, it, it's going to be hard for you to complete it. Talking from, uh, um, yeah. So I want to, I want to, I, I know, Teresa, you were going to say something, but like talking about completion, talking about like finishing it up, um, what was your expectation all of you like what like did you think that you would so yeah teresa like i actually i'm gonna ask you like did you think you were gonna come in and get like be able to complete it uh before the cutoff complete it at all you know ray and bob did you think you were gonna it was gonna be just uh you know reliving the glory days of 2019 um uh yeah. You know, Dawn, like this was the first time that you did any of the any of the Margie Gessick things. So like did did you think this was gonna be a positive experience, a finishing experience? So let yeah, I wanna hear from each of you what did you think was going to happen? Um Yeah, I I honestly wasn't sure. I knew I would try my best and see how far I got. Uh so in nineteen there are probably a lot of people who give me a hard time. I was like super kind of crazy about my training and very regimented. And I really focused on my skills development. I did some long rides. Uh, Steve was with me th- through most of it. And he's a super technical rider. So like I had 
really, I felt like gained a lot of skill and, um, and I, you know, I was pretty regimented. I cut weight, I had a whole plan and it went super well. And so I felt like I knew, like, I mean, and then because it went so well, I was, I was thinking, I was like, well, I mean, that wasn't quite as, I mean, it was really hard, Sure. but it wasn't, I wondered if I could do more. Yeah. So that's when. Well, kind of back to what Bob said. It was like the whole thing, find your limits and then. What what is it? Find your limits. Destroy, destroy them. Destroy them. Destroy your limits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, but one of the two. But essentially, you you did not find your limit. That's right. what you're saying. In t- right. 2019, it was it was a it was a tough thing, but it wasn't your limit. Right. And so you're still searching for that limit. Right. So when it came to ordering the finisher T-shirt, I was like, I don't think I can order that quite yet because I I don't know that I finished. And granted, the whole process of margie 2019 invited a whole other like realm of so it inspired me to like you know and don and bob to get and you know to join up with chris and charlie to do cyc so our summers (laughs) suddenly became a whole lot more crazy and so i felt like i knew what i needed to do for um margie 2021 but i didn't really feel like i was able to actually do it sure so uh i think doing this race you have to have saddle time but you also need to have technical skill building time and i felt like i did okay on the saddle time i didn't do a lot of technical riding um leading up to margie 100 and i you know i I knew i'd be walking a lot of it and i didn't know whether i'd be able to walk it fast enough to to make the cutoffs cutoffs, yeah. Yeah. yeah and um my weight cutting didn't happen i knew i was gonna be slower and I, yeah, I mean, I just, I kind of went into it like, you know, this was the best I could do. It was a crazy summer. I spent a lot of time doing a lot of non-riding things. And uh, I hope that my cross training was enough. Because that's the other thing about Margie is if you're just doing riding, you're going to be hurting. You're going to be hurting. Yeah. Because you're pushing your bike so much and you're off your bike so much that the cross training and um, core strength training really is important. But by the way, also, she was never in jeopardy of missing any of her cutoffs. She was no. two, at least two hours ahead of all the cutoffs. Yeah, so not even close. Yeah. But, but like, I think like going into it conservatively that way is probably like a, a good good approach, right? Like instead of just like, uh, whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Like I, yeah. I think that's, that's a pretty um, a, a good mindset where you're not necessarily disappointed yeah. If, I mean, I'm just not taking anything for granted. Sure. Like, I'm not saying, you know, this is just going to happen for me. Um, I don't know. I feel like with most things athletically, like I was not an athlete growing up. Uh, I feel like it, it takes work. And I felt like I hadn't really put the work in that I had hoped. Um, so, but at the same time, when it came to, so you have a, a transfer deadline and at that point I was debating whether to switch back to the 50 Mm. because I hadn't done what I thought I needed to do for the hundred. But at the same time, I knew that I wouldn't be able to do that for a while. So I have two young kids and my life's only going to get busier with their sports and what's going on with them and capital U cycling. So I, I knew that if I was going to give it a go, this was the year I did what I could. And I was just going to see, kind of what happened and you know just take it as it comes push hard when i can 
walk when I have to. So hashtag finisher. Hashtag finisher. Absolutely. Woo! I mean, that, that was, I mean, yeah. So amazing, amazing race. Don, what uh, what were your expectations? This the first time you've uh done any sort of Margie Gessick, right? Like you didn't you didn't do 2019. No, I. You were you. you of course, you you've been a part of like that like scene a yeah. little bit, especially like having a place up in Marquette. You've spent a lot of time in Marquette. Um, what what was your expectation? Well, I really didn't know this was my the biggest thing I have ever done in my life. My first biggest ride was what Hanson Hills. I mean, yeah. outside of Delmac. I mean, Delmac is you ride your bike for fifty miles and you're going up to the bridge. You know, you're on the roads. Um. But outside of, I mean, I've never done a marathon. I think the longest run I've ever done is a 5K. I mean, I this is the biggest thing I've ever done. I didn't know for sure. When we started riding, um, I think we're, I was probably about July because of CYC. I was feeling stressed out between work and whatever. I'm like, I'm not getting the training I'm getting in. I almost pulled the plug. And then Todd um, Paquette had posted something from crusher about someone saying well this isn't fair why are you doing this to us and it was basically life ain't effing fair yeah and it it redirected my focus going okay wait a minute you know there are harder things in life that we go through i'm doing the thing i really love to do is ride my bike through the woods so okay if it's going to be hard and if i don't finish no big deal i'm at least going to attempt it i'm not going to I'm not going to let the mental game to get to me before I get there. When Saturday, Saturday morning came along, I was, I don't know what happened. Like I just found myself in a Zen. I, I was just like, okay, I've got this. I have Saturday morning. I had no doubts other than mechanical or maybe hurting myself. I'm like, I got this. It doesn't matter how long it takes. I got it. So just knowing that I've never done anything that has physically hurt me prior to that, it was scary, but somewhere along the way, I just felt good about it. I mean, I didn't know. I, I will say last year when we found out in July that the race had got canceled for 2020, there was a huge sigh of relief. I was just like, mm -hmm. oh, I got another I got another year. Well, I took another six months and didn't hit it until January was like, okay, I guess I got to get serious about this. Yeah, it's kind of like procrastination, right? Oh, like, I, oh, master procrastinator. Oh <laughs> man. Through school, everything. I just hold off to the last minute. Yeah. So, um, do you think there was like a, you're up there, you're a part of like this, like the community. And I mean, just going back to like your puke emojis that were constantly on <laughs> Facebook or whatever about like, Oh my God, I have to go up and do this. <laughs> But then you're up there and it's like everyone's kind of, they all have the same objective. Oh, yeah. Which is like conquering this thing. And they all have the same worry. And, I mean, and, they don't know. Yeah. Everyone is at the same level as you. You're just like, I don't know. Like, so do you think that actually gave you a little bit more of a, no, you know what? I'm going to do this too. I'm going to yeah. go out and. We're all in the same boat. Yeah. I mean, even listening when we were sagging Teresa for a crusher two weeks ago and we were, um, Bob and I were back and forth with Mitch a bit, um, just listening to him tell his story about 2000, was it 19 that he hashtag quitter or was it 2018? Whatever year in, he was so. Who, Mitch? Yeah. yeah. Was it eight, maybe 17 or 18? I don't know. It, was it the hot I year? Think it it was, was the year he bonked. I 
but listening to him okay there was the one year and it was just like okay well you know what he trains a lot he doesn't bob and i have um sometimes our focus goes off off in a different direction some ways mitch is very focused and just listening to him going as focused as he is sometimes you just fail and it where where do you have the cutoff line sometimes you're just gonna be like well i could fail but why am i gonna quit before i fail so let's just see if i can get to failure and go forward from there i I, one thing i love is the unfinished business hashtag as i mean and you know we've talked about todd being like a a, just such a, a pretty good like promoter and all this and like marketing and all this stuff but it's not failure that's not the word no. that's used. It's hashtag unfinished, unfinished business. business. So there's something else that like, no, you're just not done. You yeah. didn't fail. You're j- you just didn't finish. Like, and and that that means that you have to go back. Yeah. And yep. so, uh, so unfinished business, Bob and Ray. Um, I, I guess a question is for the two of you. <laughs> I don't know. I mean. I'm gonna. I, I want to start with Ray. Ray, are you going to try to finish the business, or do you think that uh, I don't know your style of of riding and approach? Uh, what do you think? I do. I would love to think that I will uh, attempt to do this again, but uh, it really doesn't go with my style of riding. Not like what I really thrive or what I really looking forward. I believe that I still believe that I can finish, but I just don't like we talk. We, I just don't want to put the work into that and I, it requires quick question though like the the whole like find your limits and destroy them does that does that speak to you or does that not even speak to you um i i, I don't in in this certain you know uh, topic it's definitely i i found my limits you know and it, it was my body that just it just couldn't it yeah. I, I i just couldn't go farther because of my my knee problem um i was tired i cannot say that i wasn't tired i definitely had it i had the energy i had everything i just i just couldn't drag myself many hours in the wood anymore but just having that that challenge in front of you um some some people are motivated by more and more and more and 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 what i'm getting from you is like maybe that's not your objective is to how how far can i push myself it's more like how how good of a ride can I how 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 much I, like an enjoyable ride an adventure you know like I don't know like to me I don't think as of now I don't think that I will attempt to do this again because once again I don't think that it fits my type of riding mm-hmm. but I definitely give I, I definitely have a complete different approach a different you know respect for what Margie one hundred is uh, if I. You know, I, I I can't believe that these two girls accomplished that. Uh, you know, event is extremely hard. So, um, but to me, I don't think I don't see myself doing that again. What I see myself doing is going back there and support everybody who's doing that. I might probably jump into a fifty later in the years i don't think that i'm going to sign up next year what i will definitely do is with new because that's what i really enjoy with new writers and new people who want to accomplish something big like this i can see myself going back supporting them and jumping with them and take you know sections and writing with them especially the hardest one the last one uh, and that's what i see myself doing it but i just don't uh, this is uh if i found my limits i don't think that i found my my limits but in this particular subject 
my the limits found me and i don't mm. i just you know i'm okay with that i yeah. know that it, my accomplishment is it was amazing for the work that i put into um which is n not much so i don't think that this 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 is it for me for the 100 i i, I think I, i i love that and i i don't think there is any wrong answer to this like no. like i think that your approach is just as great as as someone that just wants to like crank forever correct um and i don't think it's for everyone so exactly this is not the first time though ray has jumped in i mean he's finished lumberjack 100 you know he's done he other big events that you know with the same minimal training and things like that so it's not necessarily the first time he's attempted to do a big event with not much training but this is obviously margie that's like how we started this whole thing about margie's a different animal it's a it's it, just is, it's, yeah. it's, it, it does require time and and training you know whether on a saddle or miles but or like Teresa pointed out you have to if you can walk or run or jog with i definitely you should do that because there's a lot of uh of that on that and the other thing that i i, I saw especially from bob If you're clipless, you're using that. Try to get something with a little bit of a, a, a grip under, not those flat. Uh, be, man, because I saw a lot of people they could barely go uphill with those uh, flat surface. Oh yeah. On that, I just you need to find something like grippy er that my friend Bob had. <laughs> I, I, I want to circle back to your 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 question about you know when would we know we quit or what do we have? Sure. Yeah. I. I thought for sure I would I would have put a lot of money on the table. I was this is why I have a new respect for the Margie because I thought I would just not enjoy my experience a little less if I wasn't in shape. Like quitting wasn't even an option in my mind. I thought and I, and I have a different level of I mean there's rules in that for the racers that I would don't even consider in my head is like if if my bike broke in half and I put another bike under me to finish it, I would consider myself on my, in my mind as a finisher. I don't need, I, I don't care if they disqualify me at the end. I was just going to do a hundred miles. Sure. But the morning of the week before I thought I, I, Teresa looked worried. I was like, no, I'm just go. just riding bike all day. What's the problem? <laughs> and, I wasn't and, I, and I, and I, you know, so right when I got done, I was in so much pain. I, I was like, hashtag, tag never again never never again i'm not doing this thing ever again and three days later i'm back to what you're speaking to is though i gotta know this thing's calling for me and i gotta know and i'm huh. you know i want to i was upset that scott didn't do it with us this year and i know why he'd be up in front of us anyways but uh he's doing it next year i think yeah. i don't know if i introduce it. he's doing it next year and that so i want to get signed up too and be there for that one I also would like to say that, like going back to say, it is okay if you don't finish. You know, it's really okay. I mean, you have to give it all like we did. But what I don't, I don't consider like, um, uh, uh, you know, a successful story is if you think you're tired, if you think that it's too much, and then, you know, I, you, you, I mean, you will lose the respect from me. But if you really give everything that you have and you still can't finish, dude, this, you know, it is, it is valid. Uh, Scott, I want to I want to ask you. I mean, because Bob just brought it up, um, I I do want to know because it is you you put Margie on the calendar. It is like the main cycling event for your year, um, and you had Margie on the calendar, and then to right before Margie not be able to do it, um, but then not only that, you still were up there and being a part of it. Um, 
I don't know. This guy has to be like mixed feelings a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, it was a little bittersweet. You know, obviously you're going up there and you're seeing everyone race prepping and, and doing all these things to get ready for the day and the, and the, and the adventure. And, and so you're, you're saddened by that. But then it's like, okay, well, I've got a lot of friends up here that are doing this ride. I'm going to go up and I'm going to do my part. Uh, so Ray's wife, Melanie, initially was going to be the SAG for... Uh, him and Bob, and she was a little nervous because she was going to be by herself. She's not really familiar with the area, uh, which, by the way, sagging for Margie Gessick is actually pretty easy as compared to a crusher or something like that where you need to be really far out. Like A lot of things happen within a 10-minute drive where you're able to meet your riders. But she was still pretty nervous, so when I said, I'm still going to come up, I'm going to help sag, listen, we can ride together, I'll drive, and we'll get these guys. It was a big relief a little weight lifted off her shoulders, and and we so and I had a blast saying I, mean, I was up for twenty seven hours total, I think, and um, but I I, I never got tired. Did get a little cold. There was a little chill in the yeah, air yeah, later. Sure. I think we didn't I, think about this. Part. I had a, I had a lot of clothes that I brought and left at the house, but um, <laughs> but sagging was great, and and to see everybody coming through and, and and all the trials and tribulations that they're going through at race and trying to figure out where to be when who's going to be there and uh, and who's it was it was an amazing experience. And then now to go back and look at all these post ride stories that are all over the Facebook like Margie Gessick talk page and and to read all these stories, it just hypes me up now even more so hashtag unfinished business it'll be a third year now because obviously 2020 didn't happen but i'm super excited to keep this on the calendar i thought for myself 2021 was going to be kind of a fadeaway year for racing i thought i still would probably ride a bunch and at a you know at a fast pace and so whatever fitness level it took to do that i was going to maybe stay there but i thought i really wasn't going to race anymore and now Obviously, that I was unable to do. Margie, I'm putting it on the calendar for 2022, and it's a target goal for me. And so um, I think now more so I need to focus even stronger than I did in 2021 and and make it happen and, and actually have a really successful ride. Maybe not water ski. And yeah, no water skiing. He's going to be before. on a leash like Bob was. Yeah. Um, so, Ray, you said you, you may not do it again, but uh, – Bob, are you gonna you gonna give it a go? Oh yes, yes. If I can get it, well, it's, there's a, always the question of can you get in? Sure. Which I, but yes, that's yes. Uh, Don, are you gonna upgrade? No. Okay. <laughs> no, no. I, are you, I, are you gonna do the fifty again? I probably will. If yeah. he gets into the hundred, I'm gonna sag him. So sure. I I want to make sure that he's successful. And if I have you know Ray and Mel, if they want to come up and hang out or whatever, or if we I have will. To, or if I have to do it on my own, I want to make sure that he is successful because. I don't want to have to go. I don't want to have to listen to him for five years going, oh my God, I can't get this done. I'm like, just get get it done, please. <laughs> please, just be a winner. Teresa, you finished. Um, do you feel accomplished or do you think that you could do it better? Did you find your limits? I guess that's, that's another, that's a whole other thing. It's like you finished. Were, was that your limit or, or were uh, there, are there know, more limits? I feel like event wise. I feel really good about it yeah. and you know, maybe it was my limit, maybe not, but I would say the, the pressure to train and what my summers look like, I feel like I found my limits there. Okay. So, um, I think you found your limit like in August well, we hashtag, <laughs> of everything. We did hashtag finisher, but also, uh, top 10. Oh yeah. Ladies, uh, yeah. by the way. Out uh, of how many, yeah. how many women that started? I think, 
overall it was 29 in all the disciplines like yeah yeah that's that's awesome it's amazing so so yeah so i think for me it's hard because i do feel like i would like to do it better but at the same time i know what i have to put into it and it's going to be less and less every year for a while i've got you know two young kids and they have their own dreams and i want to support them in those so i would say I'm waiting to see if Steve. To be determined. I would say I'm waiting to see if Steve is willing to go for the 50. In which case, I would sag him. Mm. If not, I could definitely see myself going for the 50 again. And no, I want I want you to make a commitment right now. <laughs> for, for the hundred or for the fifty? No, we can, we I would I would say probably. I mean, depending on how life goes, because you never know what curveball you're going to get. I could see you doing it within the next five to ten years. Yeah, I mean, I. I don't think I'm done with the Margie. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what the next, what Bob. I'm going to say this. We're going to do this just like we did at the Lansing Brewery. And we got all caught in the moment. We're woohooing to get signed up. And Teresa got on the one, signed up for the 100. A, oh, yeah. So, she yeah. She's only going to do the 50. So 2022, she's going to try to increase her time. <laughs> well, Increase. yeah. I mean, there's a lot of ways, you know, and I, and I think... I don't know. I did like a pretty extensive like blog post about it. Uh, you know, I got lucky in a lot of ways this year. Oh, the weather. weather was. So, oh. I mean, I think a lot of people in this room were with me when I totally lost, lost it in a storm. Oh my, <laughs> now that's a story for stories. Yeah. NTN North Trails. So if there had been a storm, I mean, sure. who knows what would have yeah. happened to me? I would probably, you'd probably find me like catatonic under a tree somewhere because yeah. I, I have a lot of anxiety about storms. So I think there were a lot of things that really worked super well in my favor. In a way, I feel like I was, there was a lot of luck that happened with my finish this year. My bike worked flawlessly and my training was enough. Uh, but, you know, like I think. <clears throat> I didn't feel as strong technically riding this year as I did in 19. And so I wish I could combine those two worlds. I wish sure. I could have ridden a whole lot more. So, well, you, you, you are basically like uh, saying you have unfinished business. This is what I'm yes. hearing. This is what I'm she, hearing. This, she's going back. Yeah. Yes, she does have unfinished business. She, she's She'll addicted. Okay. So this was amazing. You guys did incredible Don, Bob, Ray, Teresa, Scott, thank you for this time and for uh, I, I feel like I feel like there I, I was just kind of a fly on the wall and something that uh, I wish I was a part of. And um, I hope I oh, hope you 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 should have been around the, no, there, the morning after. Oh yes, boy. <laughs> I'm, I'm all good with the morning after. Um I, and I hope that other people are listening to this and maybe being inspired that they should try it out or um, maybe they're hearing about Margie for the first time. Um, but this was amazing. This has exceeded expectations in my view of what I hoped would happen to get all of you in a, in a room and talk about this. I'm sure you've been debriefing for week or the last uh, week or so. But, yeah, um, everybody's sick of us. I, th I yeah. think I only got an hour and a half of sleep last weekend after waiting for him to come in or whatever but yeah then we were awake till what 10 30 11 yeah, o'clock that night we uh we went took two hour naps <laughs> on average and we got up and then we went drinking all day and rehashed rehashed the last 27 and, and i just wanted to say something that i'm some of us mentioned before but i just wanted to be 
uh, very clear. And I, mean, I want to thank a your lot sponsor. Our, your no, sponsor. Well, at the, no, to our yeah. SAG. I mean, to, I mean, oh, it's yeah. Scott, Melanie, uh, Steve, Steve Wakeham, and Vicky were Vicky, amazing. Steve Rogers. I, I, I did want to say were, something about Steve and Vicky because they, Steve would, like, being back here. Like Steve posted constantly about all of you. Yeah. And one hour to go. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like one hour they were and just, eleven. Oh, oh. They were just amazing. And for at least for Bob and I, I was very, very, very grateful that uh, Sky Richard joined my wife Melanie because that that made everything that made a lot the difference and made yeah. a difference because Melanie was super stressed about it. Yeah. I was stressed about it because I didn't. I don't really know where we were going and let alone her so that was awesome i just wanted to thank these guys kudos to Lori and mitch for their base plan oh yeah the, uh, spreadsheet. <laughs> they're, they're such yeah. an inspiration yeah that was that was very useful i think yeah. that i you should have, i think that bob and i should have stopped at every single stop <laughs> that day <laughs> yeah and shout out to Lori who yes. sagged her husband you know super fast all day yeah. and put her kids dog and husband to bed and came out at midnight at jackson park to number watch two Teresa. to me to oh, cheer wow. me in that's awesome. <laughs> that was awesome yeah and they're all like you shivering and i'm like what are you even why are you shivering <laughs> i'm sweating <laughs> yeah. all of you uh hell of a job Thank you. Um, I'm a little disappointed that there were no f bombs thrown out. This, I, <laughs> no, but uh, no, no epic woo. Yeah, woo. yeah, I did. Woo. So uh, great job. Thank you. And um, yeah, that's it. Thanks, Trevor. Thank you. Oh. Thank you. Thank you, sir. The Dirty Chain Podcast is a Michigan Midpack Media production in partnership with KOM Cycling. The source for your bike accessories and necessities. Connect with us on Instagram and Facebook at Dirty Chain Podcast. Email dirtychainpodcast at gmail.com. If you are enjoying the podcast, please leave us a rating and review on whatever platform you use to listen. Audio editing and original music by myself, Trevor Gibney. And a huge thank you to Bob and Dawn, Teresa, Ray, and Scott for um, enlightening us on this year's Margie Gessick experience. And as always, keep your chain clean, but get your chain dirty. We will see you in the mid-pack. <laughs>